Welcome to Major Choices, a podcast all about designing the career you want. I'm Rachel Gerber, a career coach at Indiana University who works with hundreds of college students each year, helping them to navigate their own major choices in life. In 20 minutes or less, we will discuss how to explore your options, learn about yourself, and start to head down a career path that feels right for you. So think of me as your personal career coach in your feed on the go. This is episode 16. Now, in today's episode, we're going to pull back the curtain, turn on the lights, and talk about something that everyone struggles with from time to time, imposter syndrome. And then I'll outline a few strategies and how to combat it. In the second half of our program, we've got Major Mike with us. Mike Witrowski, an academic advisor here at IU, is here to talk about a unique major that combines the best of a business and a liberal arts degree that companies are looking for. So stick around. Hey, hey, friends, it's Rachel here. Thanks again for tuning in to Major Choices. As we're rolling forward at the start of the school year, I just want to start by saying today that, you know, each one of you has a unique experience that's individual just for you. And as a career coach, I see loads of students all across the board. Some are super excited when they come into my office. Coming to college has been the best, most exciting adventure in their life. And others are honestly just homesick and really miss their dog. But most of the times, people are somewhere in between. I like to call it excitverse or excited and nervous all at once, you know? Feeling generally happy to be in college with more freedom, but also a bit overwhelmed with classes and the transitions that are sort of, that come with going to college. Because it's a huge transition and you are learning lots of things, like not only in the classroom, but how to navigate the cafeteria, do laundry, make friends, find your career coach's office, right? I don't know about you, but I usually tend to think that I'm the only one who feels like a fish out of water in new situations. And then I start to question everything about my decision for doing that new thing. That being said, I think today's question brought to you by Andre, a first year student from Carmel, Indiana, is a very relatable one for many of us. So listen in. Hi, Rachel. Am I doing this college thing wrong? Everyone else seems to be so confident and knows everything already and I feel like I'm treading water just to keep up. Can you help? Andre, first of all, I want to affirm you for taking the time to call in. You know, it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability to name these feelings and these questions, so thank you. Thank you, thank you up front. But what I noticed in your question was a lot of everyone, everything language. Now, while I'm sure these generalized statements seem definitely true for you, Oftentimes when we hear ourselves using these kind of statements, always, never, everyone, no one, usually it's a red flag to really pay attention to. What you're describing is something often we call imposter syndrome. And it happens way more than you think to way more people than just you. So let's talk about imposter syndrome and four ways to keep it in check. So first of all, let's just talk about what it is. Imposter syndrome is this pattern of thinking where We believe that we're at risk of being uncovered, that we're a fraud. Like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? Everyone's going to find out that I really don't know anything. You know, it can happen in school. It can happen in relationships. It can happen at work. I remember feeling like this the very first day of my own grad school. I literally sat in class with a pencil poised to take copious notes, and I literally had no idea what to even write down because the professor was just so dang smart. I literally could not comprehend what he was saying. 
So I packed up my stuff at the end of the class with my still sharpened pencil and my blank piece of paper with a major pit in the bottom of my stomach, wondering what in the world I had gotten myself into, that I thought that I was way over my head and everyone else was going to find out that I was just this major fraud. You know, but this was really unfounded because I did have the qualifications. I had the references. I had the educational chops, including a full ride scholarship to earn my way into this spot but I had to learn how to keep my imposter syndrome in check. And these are four things that helped me to do that. Number one, keep things in perspective. As a college student, you are a learner. You are preparing to enter into the field of work, to enter. This is entry level. You are new. (laughs) Companies know this. They hire you. They're choosing you. So trust them and trust the process that each day you will continue to learn more. Focus on progress, not on the end goal. It's like the Cohen. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but of what makes one person rich, if 10 coins isn't enough, what if you just add one more coin? What if you just add one more? Finally, you have to get to the point where you can say that no one can be rich unless one coin can make it so. So just focus on that one coin. You know what I mean? And before you know it, you'll look back and you marvel at how your confidence has grown one step at a time. The second thing, it's not all or nothing. Now, I'm guessing that growing up, you probably often heard lots of accolades throughout the years. You're so smart. You're so creative. You're the best athlete. Here's a trophy or a medal or ribbon or whatever. But just because you do mess up or you don't get the top mark doesn't mean that you are an imposter. It doesn't mean that you don't belong. Oftentimes, we internalize these feelings, which can lead towards self-sabotage. When these thoughts arise, see them for what they are and instead extend compassion to yourself. Remind yourself that everyone's got a bad day or a bad grade or a bad game or bad hair. (laughs) You're human and you're a good one at that. Number three, make peace with failure. Everyone fails from time to time, but you are not a failure. It's just part of being human. So make peace and see failure as really a learning opportunity. If we never fail or get out of our comfort zones, then we really can't grow. Think of it like building muscles. We have to lift heavier weights in order to put on muscle. So if a part-time job sounds interesting, but you don't know if you'll be good at it, try it out. We often learn so much more about ourselves that we can apply down the road, whether the experience turns out to be amazing or not. So you just have to put yourself out there. The fourth thing is to talk about it. The greatest way to combat imposter syndrome is to literally pull it straight out of the closet and into the light. Many people feel it. And when you share about how you're feeling from your own experience with others, the sting loses its power because I guarantee you that others will admit that they can relate to having similar thoughts too. Vulnerability not only releases the grip that imposter syndrome can have on us, but it can also create tighter bonds with the ones you share it with. But if it is impacting your day-to-day well-being, get professional help. In short, imposter syndrome really is a very natural and common occurrence that even the best and most seasoned professionals feel from time to time, Andre. Imposter syndrome is important to name and remember because it tends to rear its head from time to time in life. There's especially cycles that you'll see it in when we're new or when we're in a transition like a new job or a new move. Anticipating these seasons can really help us sometimes to keep perspective and to be gracious to ourselves. Well, Andre, those are my four best tips on how to beat imposter syndrome. Thanks so much for your question. I hope that these can help you keep things in perspective. 
know that we're cheering for you. Are you interested in going to law school or pursuing a career in healthcare? The Health Professions and Pre-Law Center, or HIPLIC, is here to help. HIPLIC has helped thousands of IU students succeed in gaining admission to law school, medical school, and other professional programs, and they want to help you too. HIPLIC advisors meet one-on-one with students to create an individualized plan for success and offer low-cost courses to help you get ready for the LSAT or MCAT. Ready to learn more? Check out hiplic.indiana.edu. That's hiplic.indiana.edu and start your journey towards a rewarding career. Now it's time for Major Mike. In this segment, Mike Wytrowski, Senior Associate Academic Advisor in Indiana University's University Division, will explore a major that you might not have thought of that's available for you to study. So take it away, Mike. Thanks, Rachel, and welcome back, everybody, to another segment of Major Mike. Um, Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about another one of my favorite uh, majors here on campus, and this one is the Management and Human Organization major. It's a relatively new major here at IU, and it's housed in the Liberal Arts Management Program, or LAMP program, in the College of Arts and Sciences, but it's a degree that's built in conjunction with the Kelly School of Business. The MHO, or Management and Human Organization major, focuses on the hows and whys of the everyday business world. It's a heavy interdiscip- heavily interdiscip- interdisciplinary, fun to say, major that leverages the assets and knowledges of departments all across our campus. Students in the major develop the fundamental communication, business, and analytical skills they need, while also gaining a critical understanding of the place of business in society today. It's about business in context, not just the numbers. Some common and popular classes in this major include arts of communication, um, evidence and analysis and ways of knowing, ethics and responsible management, and business and inequality. These are augmented with qualitative courses uh, that the students get to choose from a core of liberal arts classes, including a course in difference, conflict, and diversity, very important to today's business world. But it also has some of those quantitative courses you would get in a business degree, microeconomics, foundations of accounting, intro to financial management, and statistics are a part of this degree. This is a business adjacent degree without being in the Kelly School of Business. This is for students who really value both people and data and are interested in human-centered approaches to business. This major helps to develop intellectual agility, think creative and critically, and understand business in social, cultural, historical, and ethical contexts. If we think about the career paths here for students who pursue the MHO major, there's almost limitless potential for this major because students have a degree of autonomy in how they will grow and develop. But common career trajectories might include management analysis, business consultant, and managers of all types. This might include human resources, operations, compliance, development, and social and community service. This is also a major that is marketable across a wide variety of industries. You could work in healthcare or retail management. You could work in finance or any sort of business that needs managers and the understanding of the complexity of the human experience. For this major, graduate school is not a requirement. Uh, Depending on your personal career trajectory, you might consider graduate schools either right out of college or after going into the workforce for a while. Either one would be fine, but it's not necessary. 
If you're thinking about management and human organization as a major here at IU, know that this is a certification-based major. It does not require an application. All it requires is that you complete 26 credits with at least a 2.0 GPA and fulfill IU's English composition requirement. So that is another major here at IU that I find to be absolutely fascinating, and I hope you get the chance to explore it. Thanks again. See you soon. Friends, thanks so much for joining us today on Major Choices, a podcast all about designing the career you want. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to Major Choices and rate us and leave a review. It does really help others to find us out there in podcast land. As always, we hope that this conversation sparks something within you as you design your own career path ahead. These decisions can often weigh heavy, but remember, you're never alone. If you ever need help locating your career coach, just contact us at iucareer at indiana.edu. Finally, in the words of the great Oprah Winfrey, if you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. But if you look at what you do have in life, you'll always have more. Until next time, friends, be well. Thank you.